Hi, everyone. Welcome to the U Project. Hope you're bloody terrific. We are in the middle of our New Year's Revolution series. Is it New Year or New Year's? Anyway, it's new. Uh, this is episode five, part five, I should say, of the series. Enjoy. I want to talk to you about identity today, where we get our sense of self from. I'm always fascinated with uh, people's description of themselves when I ask people to tell me about them. You know, when I'll say to somebody, and I've done this many times over the years, so tell me about you, and they'll they'll tell me about their job, um, and they'll tell me about where they went to school, and they'll tell me about where they live, their house, and they'll tell me about their children, and they'll tell me about their destructive habits with smoking and booze, and they'll they'll tell me about all of these things that are not really them. And I'd say, yeah, so, but but you're not a body and you're not a job and you're not a bank balance and you're not an address and you're not an outcome or a result or a brand. Um, so like, tell me about you though, like about you. Don't tell me about your job and don't tell me about what you did 10 years ago or for the last five years, or don't tell me, you know, where your house is. Tell me about you. And and this is easier said than done, isn't it? It's like a really philosophical kind of, well, what do you mean? And that's the question. The question is, what do we mean? Where does our sense of self come from? Like when you think about you, when when people say, tell me about you, what is it that you tell them? I know for a very long time, my sense of self was tied into my body. And I know exactly why that was, and I can unpack it with you, but we don't have too much time. But the snapshot is because I was wildly insecure and I was the fat kid and all of those things. And all I wanted to do was I wanted to not be the fat kid and for better or worse, when I became not the fat kid and I got it in good shape, and this is one of the downsides of getting in shape, potentially downsides is that I got in really good shape. I went from fat to fit and I went from kind of metaphorically and sometimes literally from coming last to coming first and and uh, from being socially invisible to being, you know, not so much invisible. And, and all of these good things happen when the fat kid became the non-fat kid. When the fat kid became the fit kid, I got this attention and approval and love and connection and acknowledgement and all of these things that all of these great things, they felt fucking amazing things when you're 15, 16 years old and you're at that really messy point of your evolution where you're desperately trying to belong and be loved and liked and hilarious. And well, that maybe that was just me. And all of that stuff then, and I lost this weight and all this great stuff happened. And so, of course, of course, my entire sense of self was tied into my body. Because when my body was a certain way, my life was a certain way. And then when I looked different, when I created a new version of that body, a fitter, leaner, lighter, stronger, potentially more attractive version of myself, all of a sudden great things started to happen. And so, of course, without even consciously thinking about it, I became very addicted to and very intertwined with all the body stuff. Wow, if I look a certain way, then I get treated. If I'm strong, if I'm lean, if I'm a good athlete, if I can run fast, jump high, play football, all of those things. And so for a very long time, I 
myself, my sense of self, my identity was, it came via my body, my appearance, my size, my shape. But ironically, (laughs) despite all of that, I was still insecure. And despite all of that, you know, and yes, life was better in some ways, but in other ways, the old internal reality, the insecurity and, and all of those things, you think it would disappear, it kind of didn't disappear. Now, that's not to say that having obviously a, a good body, whatever that means, fit, strong, healthy body is bad, of course, or having money is bad or things or a great career or profile or academic achievements. or It doesn't even mean that having a million followers on Instagram is bad or being an Instagram model is bad. It doesn't even mean that. Like there's a lot of hate going on 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 the online pretense and bullshit, and I understand that. But if you've got 10 million followers on social media and you're an Insta model or you're a this or that, that of itself, of course, that's not bad. Having a having a Mercedes, living in a bloody mansion, none of those things are bad, but also none of those things are you. They're not you. That's just stuff. Million followers, stuff. House, stuff. Biceps, stuff. Pretty face, jewelry, bloody whatever. It's all stuff, but it's not you. And even, you know, and this is the hard thing is that we kind of get lost in the in the space between our body because we are such a body-focused, appearance-focused, appearance-obsessed culture. And, and I get it. I probably was part of the problem. I was definitely, for me, it was definitely a thing I needed to deal with. I think the question many questions. One of the questions is, where does my body finish and where do I start? Am I a body? No, of course I'm not a body. I have a body. I live in a body and I have a bank balance and and I earn money, but I'm not money. And, and even I have ideas. This is getting weird, isn't it? I have ideas and thoughts, but I am not my ideas. Maybe they're just an expression of me. And I have a podcast and I am a podcaster, but I am neither of those things. And so the challenge for us is, I think one of the questions to ask and one of the challenges is like, well, who am I beyond my stuff? And how much of who I am and my identity is a byproduct of my programming of which I've spoken about before and my conditioning? I am a Catholic. I am a vegan. I am an athlete. I am a banker. I am a PhD graduate. I am a mother. I am a father. I am a taxi driver. I am tall. I am hilarious. The challenge for us, I think, is to figure out who we are beyond that stuff. For me, a healthy identity arises from an internal knowing, an awareness, not some external visible metric or KPI or image or brand or stereotype. Now, I don't know who you are. And I'm not suggesting who you should be, but I think for me, one of the dangers of getting our sense of self from something external, what I have or what I own or what I earn or where I live or what I drive or what I look like, when my identity is tied into those things, some, all of those things, I will be insecure. I will be fearful. And the reason is because that stuff can disappear. Looks can disappear. Money can disappear. All that stuff can disappear. And if my sense of identity and my sense of self is tied into all things external, typically 
the internal state will be one of fear, will be one of anxiety, and we'll be desperate to keep those things that define us. Conversely, when my sense of self comes from something internal, beliefs, values, faith, aspirations, dreams, story, whatever, nobody can take that stuff from you. You know, I went and saw Eckhart Tolle the other night, (laughs) and he's a funny cat. And when he talks about identity, he says, I am the awareness of what I am not. <laughs> I'm the seer of the things that I'm not. I can, there's space between, I'm, I'm Craigifying it, but there's space between me and my body. There's space between me and my things. There's space between me and my money and my brand and my reputation and what you think of me. All of that tells, I guess, a story about me, but it is not me. We'll take a quick break and we'll be back. So let's wind this up. So my question de jour for you is this. Where does your identity and sense of self come from? And does it serve or sabotage you? Enjoy your day. See you tomorrow.